Amen. Thank you so much. I had a lady who came to me yesterday, been knowing for years. In fact, she was my former secretary at another church for years. She said, I want to pray for, pay for the funeral now, preacher. I said, no, you're not. That's mine. And uh, But uh, it was so sweet of her to offer us to do so. But so many, and uh, I told somebody just this past week, it's not about me. It's about I want to honor my wife. And, uh, and, and everything to me, I, I don't know. I haven't gone back over it yet. Or I want to see the use when it's put up or whatever. But I thought it went just, just beautiful. The boys did so good. And just everything was done to the glory of the Lord. Amen. And I'm so thankful for it. Now, I was, I've been talking to people the last few days about this matter of salvation. Because honestly, as I said in the beginning, I do not know how people can cope with this world's problems and life itself and not be a Christian and not know the Lord as their personal Savior. Now, I want to read you something. Let's begin reading Hebrews chapter 3 and begin reading verse 7. Wherefore, as the Holy Ghost says, Today, if you will hear His voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, in the day of temptation in the wilderness, when your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works forty years. Wherefore, I was grieved with that generation said, They do always err in their heart, and they have not known my ways. So I swear in my wrath, they shall not enter into my rest. Take heed, brethren, uh, lest there be any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. But exhort one another daily while it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. For we are made partakers of Christ. If we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast, under the end. While it is said today, if you will harden us, I'm sorry, I got my pages stuck together. My new Bible. I found an old Schofield Bible that was in a box in a drawer, and I've been looking for that thing for 10 years. And I finally found it, and I wouldn't take nothing for it. We'll hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation. For some, when they had heard, did provoke. Howbeit, not all that came out of Egypt by Moses. But with whom was he grieved forty years? Was it not with them that had sinned, whose carcasses fell in the wilderness? And to whom swear he that they should not enter into his rest, but to them that believed not? So we see that they could not enter in because of unbelief. Pray with me, please. Father, we pray, dear God, that somebody here and somebody would understand that you get saved, you get born again, you become a child of God when God is dealing with you. It's not when you decide, it's when God decides and deals with you. That's the time of salvation. Today is the day. Help us to understand that clearly from thy word. In Jesus' name we ask it. Amen. In 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 2, For he saith, I have heard thee in a time accepted, 
and in the day of salvation have I secured thee. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. And so I want to start off with what time is the accepted time to God for a sinner to be saved? Now, according to Hebrews chapter 3, verses 7 through 15, verse 7 especially, Wherefore, as the Holy Ghost saith, Today, if you hear His voice. So, the Holy Spirit says today. Verse 13 also says today. Verse 15 also says today. So the message of the Holy Spirit to every lost sinner is today. Be saved today. 2 Corinthians 6, 2 says, Behold, now is the accepted time. So, when is it right to get saved? The Bible makes it very plain right now. Today. Amen. Now, there's six reasons why today is the day of salvation. Number one, if it, ever right, if it was ever right for you to get saved, it would be today for this reason. Why today? Because no one has a right to go on in sin. Uh, here's the question. If a murderer murders, does he have a right to just go on murder? Now... Neither does a sinner then have a right to go on sinning against God. So today, needs a, a, a person needs to get saved. No one has a right to continue in known and deliver sin. The most horrible sin of all is the sin of rejecting Christ. Now, if you have not accepted Christ, you have rejected Him. And every moment of... Uh, you continue unsaved, you are living in deliberate and willful sin then. Now, for instance, uh, to postpone your salvation is like the murderer who could continue killing or murder. It's willful. It's deliberate. It's sin. It's to delay. The second reason is because the Holy Spirit calls today, today is the day to get saved. Hebrews 3, verse 7. Wherefore is the Holy Ghost said today? So it's the Holy Ghost that's doing the calling. It's the Holy Spirit that's calling you and dealing with you. And when the Holy Spirit is dealing with you, now is the time. And so if you reject Christ as your Savior, when the Holy Spirit deals with you, then you're hardening your heart. Now, example is given to us in Hebrews chapter 3, beginning in verse 8 and down to verse 11. Listen that. Harden not your hearts as in the provocation in the day of temptation in the wilderness. So it goes all the way back to the children of Israel in the, land, in the wilderness when he was bringing them out of bondage. And listen to what he said. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my words 40 years. Think about that. They knew God, they understood God, but they tempted Him, but yet they proved Him that He was God, and saw His work for 40 years. And then verse 10, Wherefore I was grieved with them, that generation, and said, They do always err in their heart, and they have not known my ways. So I swear in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest. Take heed, brethren, lest there be any of you an evil heart of unbelief departing from the living God. And what he's plainly saying is that if you don't accept Christ, 
when the Holy Spirit is dealing with you and drawing you and you stiffen your neck against God and say, I'll get saved when I get ready, the Bible says that God will harden your heart because you already got a hard heart. And he's, Now, there. notice you go back to Hebrews chapter 3, verse 8 through 11. All these who did not listen to the Holy Spirit back then died in their sin. All died in the wilderness who were not here. Stephen spake of this same group in Acts chapter 7, verse 51. Ye stiff neck and uncircumcised in heart and ears, you do always resist the Holy Ghost as your fathers did, so do you. Now what's wrong with those Christ rejectors in Stephen's day? Uh, they resisted the Holy Spirit. They would not listen to the call of God. Now, when the Holy Spirit says today, as He does in these Scriptures, then they trifle with it, uh, the deity of Christ Jesus. And then they delay, and when they do, that's a serious sin. Why? Because you're messing with the Holy Spirit of God. Now, I want you to go back with me. And, and I've, uh, this has asked me all the time lately. What's wrong with the world today? Why well, don't you listen to Romans chapter 1. Romans chapter 1. And I want to begin to read in verse 28. Romans chapter 1 and verse 28. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient, being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, malicious, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whispers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection, implacable, unmerciful, who knowing the judgment of God that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. You know what God is saying here? That people know to do right. They know to get saved. They know God loves them. They want to save your soul. They won't do it. And God said, you keep messing with me and I'll harden your heart. And after a while, you and you go back in the book of Jeremiah, I believe it is, Ezekiel 1, I forgot now which one it is, but he said, one day you will call upon me and I will not answer you. Well, when do you get saved then? When the Holy Spirit is speaking to you. Amen? Now, you say, I'd never do those kind of things here in the book of Romans. You will if you harden your heart and you won't listen to God because God said you would. Now, number three, the danger of a hardened heart marks is urgent, makes it urgent for us to be saved when God is dealing with us. The reason that most people are saved in childhood is because their hearts are still tender. You know, that young lady that comes with her grandpa every week, I can't never remember her name, but what? Casey. She comes, her, her her mother brought her down out yesterday. And she said, Pastor, and she was holding Casey. She said, Casey don't understand what's going on right now. She's got a broken heart about it. I said, I put my arm around her. I said, if you'll listen in a few minutes now as I preach, you'll understand it. And she come over to me after. She said, thank you, preacher, for explaining it. 
And you know what? A child has a tender heart. Now, I got two grand boys, and they're big old boys. And there's Robin's boy, and there's the first one that was born, and Cheryl's first one was born, and B. And I took, them, I took our whole family out to eat at Willie's Fish Camp over here. And of course, they're going to put us right under the light. You know what I mean? With the whole family right under the light, where everybody in there can see us, you know. And these two boys, one of them said to the other, uh, you know, dummy, 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 dummy. And he said, you call me dummy one more time, I'm going to get you. And he said, dummy, dummy. And he picked up his fork and threw it to him and stuck it right in the wall side of him. And I said, oh, for crying out loud, here's a preacher going to pick somebody up off the floor, you know, and fight him. And what I'm saying is, now here's these two little boys at the time, and they are hollering and carrying on one another, and the next thing you know, they're playing with one another. They done forgot it. Now they got a tender heart. They got a forgiving heart. And that's the time that any person is to get saved is when God has your heart tender towards Him. Now is the accepted time. Because if you reject Him, your heart becomes harder over and over. Now, to continue in sin then is self-will. And self-will is a deadly sin. Self-will will harden your heart. And someone can read the Bible and you won't even care. The Holy Spirit can speak to you and you won't even respond. And so that's a horror of a hardened heart. That's the reason the Bible makes it plain. Today is a day of salvation. The fourth one, why is it so important to get saved today is because of the imminent return of Christ. I, I laugh at people because they say, Jesus can't come back now because the things, the signs of times are not just right. And I said, are you kidding me? Jesus said to pray, even so come Lord Jesus. If he said he pray, even so come Lord Jesus, that means he can come any time. Amen? And I believe with all my soul that Jesus can come any second, and if a person not say, that's the end of it. You don't get another chance. Now, I don't know when Jesus is coming, but he come, could come tonight before we're through here. But if he did, every unsaved person is going to die and go to hell then. And it's just that simple. That's the reason I so I urge people all the time, why don't you get saved now? I talked to a guy here a while back, and I said, give me a reason that you wouldn't get saved right now. Well, I'm just enjoying much of the things. I, I'll get saved later on. And I said, buddy, it don't work that way. I'm sorry, but it just don't work that way. And I said, I want to ask you something. If you ask the Lord to save you today, think of all you gain. But if you don't ask the Lord to save you today and He comes, think of the loss. You lost it all. Lost everything. But if you ask Christ to save you, you know He saved you so you gained everything. Why wouldn't a person get saved then when Jesus deals with them? Then, number five, because like life is uncertain and death is sure. I uh, love the book of Ecclesiastes. In the last few weeks, I guess, I, I don't know how many times I read it over and over and over. And I found something just that, that struck me the other day. 
Solomon, the wisest man ever was used by God to pin these words down. He said, this one thing is common to all. Whether you're a king on a throne or a poor man, don't have a penny. Whether you're rich or poor, old or young, there's one thing common to all men. All men die. And I looked at that and I said, you know, death is final. I told a person just this week, I, I would come see, uh, be there, but I can't give you a reason. I said, this is one time that you don't get a replay. Amen? If you're going to do something for her now, you do it now. You don't get this over again. Amen? And it's the same way people are always talking about, I'll get ready tomorrow, I'll do something tomorrow. There's no replay. You get it now. Either you get saved now, or you don't get saved afterwards. It's just that simple. And death is certain. Now, and then the last thing is the mounting wrath of God on all Christ-rejecting sinners pleads for you to be saved. Every once in a while I read a portion of Scripture that Jesus is standing over Jerusalem. The verses I memorized, first verses in the Bible I memorized. You know what they were? Two words. I got him. Jesus whip. And I went back here a while back and I, I just was memorized those good those short verses in the Bible when I did it. I went back and I said, Why did Jesus weep? And you know what he was doing? He was overlooking Jerusalem, that beloved city. And he was looking at all the people. There was not going to heaven. And he wept over it. You know why he wept over it? Because he realized the wrath of God. And brother, let me tell you something. You reject Christ, the wrath of God is coming. Hebrews 3 and verse 11. So I swear in my wrath they shall not enter into my rest. I've thought about this. The wrath of God? Man, I don't want to be under that. I've read that verse and some of the other verses in the Bible where I was dealing with a man about uh, going through the tribulation. He said that the church is going halfway through the tribulation period. And I said, no, we're not. God's children is not going under the wrath of God. And the book of Romans said He delivered us from the wrath to come. Amen? We're going to be raptured out of here. And boy, I I read the book of Revelation, I read the book of Ezekiel, and some of them that's talking about the wrath of God and what's going to happen when we get out of here. i got news for you. I don't want to be here. Amen? And the reason I want people to get saved today is He could come any moment and you're going to go through it. Amen? I'm not going through it. I'm going to be out of here in a brand new body. I'm glad I'm still... I want to preach to everybody I can. Get saved now. There's nothing like it. Stand with me. Heavenly Father, I pray in Jesus' name. Lord, all it takes is the exercise of faith that God has given you. It's not asking you for great faith or what kind of faith. There's no adjective before faith or verb. It just says, he that has faith. Faith in the Lord Jesus. Exercise the faith that God gives you and he's given every man a portion of faith. All you have to do is use that faith that you got. 
entrust him with your soul and ask him to save you and he'll do it right now Lord we ask you to go with us watch over and keep us now in Jesus' name we pray Amen thank you so much for being here tonight I'm still stumbling along. <laughs> Man, we had more food. The people in the church brought more food. Good, not a lie. And helped so much. I just appreciate our church family so much. They're good. You know that? I don't know how people do it without, without the Lord in their family.